Where do we stand? The way you been moving What is your friend? Baby, I'm confused Is you gon' make me choose? It seems like we going through the motion Vibe is it in your song I know it's new to us Part of the job feelings take control I've been there before But if you're not riding, let me know Don't you hide it, let me know Show my hand, I wrote you for I'll tell you how this could go Don't let me down, just let me know Dude, that is fucking dope. Rusty Rusty Rail, isn't that the one that you... Uh, it's the one I sent you, yo. This is Peach. Peach and Vanilla, bro. Is mm -hmm. it good? Yeah, it's really, really good. Damn, that's sweet. I got... Um, Are you recording? Yeah. Okay, I got... Yeah, so I showed the wine already. It's fucking dope ass. Um, but then I got the stuff to try something real quick. Let me grab it. I think we talked we talked on the stream um this miller high life drink that i saw oh you're gonna make it that i yeah that i really wanted to try it was um so i got the high life and then you do like a shot worth of it's supposed to be aperol but i got campari um, they're similar and then you put a lemon oh. in there you're supposed to squeeze the lemon in there i might just squeeze the lemon into the campari so that it that's goes in smarter, easy. Yeah. um it's called a spaghetti spaghetti yeah which doesn't sound like a great drink name considering it sounds exactly like spaghetti but i'm gonna try it anyway it looked pretty good it looked like it was like orange and mm-hmm Sweet and shit. Here we go. I think I got to drink a bit of this. Okay. Oh, that's dangerous. Because well, Campari is, I think, like 30%. So now I'm going to try to shove this lemon in there just for a little extra pajazz. Is Campari, is that cherry? No, it's... uh. It's made out of burnt oranges, actually. It's kind of bitter, but it's like... Uh-oh. I'm overflowing here. The lemon is doing too much. Ew. Okay, 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 okay. Um, it's, like, really, really bitter. Mm -hmm. It's used in, like, gin drinks and stuff, but... We need to get Barry on here and have him just talk about alcohol. Barry. <laughs> that guy's... He knows more than I could ever even dream about knowing about stuff. He went to Scotland for a scotch tasting for all the original scotch places. And then he goes to the Caribbean and gets like banana rum every year. He's dude. He was in he's my a guy. stream this morning. That's funny. He's awesome. What, uh, you said you didn't end up trading today though. No, dude, that's pretty good. Is it? It looks good. Yeah, because it, like, balances the beer really well because beer's got, like, distinct flavor, mm -hmm. kind of, like, weedy, kind of like you're, like, eating bread almost. Yeah. That's what I always think of when I think of, like, Miller's. It, like, gives it, like, a bit of a citrus and bitter. It's pretty fucking good. I'm surprised, actually. 
I wasn't sure what to expect because I don't like Campari by itself. I actually hate it, but I've never had it. Yeah. I would drink that again. Plus, it just looks cool. It's like orange and yeah. Not as cool as your can though. Peach and vanilla. Those are the flavors that I can get behind. Yeah, like citrus good. plus vanilla, I always like. Yeah, it's really, really good. What are you? Uh, what do you think about this spy chart? I'm just I pulled it up here on my trading view, um, and I think I think it looks pretty pretty disgusting. If I'm being honest. Um, yeah, I was. We uh... now have a pretty clear trend for like that that 180 or 480 topping, and then this this last top, which ended up around like 460. Like that's a pretty pretty steady trend line that we're going to be able to use for the future. Yeah, I was talking about this uh, in Discord. Um, if it fails 435, it honestly has a ton of room. Um, it has a ton of room to like, I can see a scenario where we end up at like 410. Yeah. So. I actually agree. I think 420 comes really quick after... Uh... If 435 goes, which it could tomorrow, then yeah. next week I think we see 420. Yeah. Um, just it's it's in such a dangerous spot. Like I won't be I won't be surprised tomorrow if we gap down. Everyone's talking like that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's this, just this podcast will come out after that, but still. If we gap down tomorrow, we could be fucked, dude. Like, we could be, like, 420 fucked and then 410. And then if we make a new lower low, then, like, it's, like, bear market is secured. Like, there's not much not much to help at that point. Yeah, it's such a weird area because, um, <clears throat> like, people are trying to... I just, I tell people this every single day. I'm like... No matter we gap down tomorrow, we gap up tomorrow, whatever happens, if you are literally just taking it day by day at the moment, like that's the best feeling because it does, it, it genuinely doesn't matter what happens. Yeah. I agree. At all. Like if you know how to trade both ways, it does not matter. Um, I'm just still, still seeing people get caught up with some, some certain bias for, whatever the reason may be i have the only thing that i have that has any bias in it is i took two swings in um gold and silver plays they're like gold and silver miners but i think gold and silver could if if spy makes a lower low here um i could see gold and silver being the move i could see them breaking out on their their charts and stuff which we're going to talk about them later in this episode but um I think that's a good way to hedge this this spy move here because once once people rotate out of the market, they're going to probably rotate into precious metals, which yeah. bodes well for those those miners. Yeah, definitely. Um, you get a new car yesterday? Or did you just look at? Oh. No, I I told you I think it was yeah it was yesterday on your stream that um there was one I was looking at and uh, I went. Like, day I wanted to go drive it, I called and I was like, hey, is this still available? And I ended up getting sold. And then I found another one yesterday. Um, I went and drive day and it was super, super nice. But uh, 
I don't know. I'm I'm just still kind of debating, but it's just so hard to so hard to buy anything now because in two years it'll be three fourths of the price. You buy a house, you buy a car. It's just so I don't. It's just such a tough decision. It's so hard for me to buy a new car too because I know the moment I drive it off the lot, like I'm gonna lose like Inst- five ten grand yep. immediately. It's so problem. it's like I I'm like absolutely like bonered up for these new broncos but like i can't spend the premium right now so i'm just waiting yep i'm just sitting but it sucks because it's like i don't want to drive the car i have anymore (laughs) but it's not worth it to lay the the premium yeah you have to like know for sure like this is what i want and i'll have it for a long time Especially if you're going to lay like real money on it. If you're going to buy like a used car that you're just going to beat around, then it's a different story. But if you're going to buy like a car, car that's like expensive, then yeah, you got to know it's going to be like the car you want. Yeah. Like it has your, your decision has to be made up in your mind, like a hundred percent. That's what you're rolling with. Cause if you, if you're, if you buy and you're like, oh shit, should I have bought this? Then you're already screwed. (laughs) There's no fucking point in doing that. Like, just being like, eh, I kind of like this car. I'm just going to buy it. Like, I've yeah. been debating just, like, getting a shitty car for a while, like, just to, like, roll with it. And I'm like, why would I get a shitty car that I'm not, like, in love with when I already have a shitty car that I'm not in love with that still drives? Like, why wouldn't I just That's drive this probably one probably paid off and all that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just makes zero sense. I think, I think the thing that people forget about too is is like the more loan you take out the more you're paying for that car the moment you drive it off the lot it decreases money you're getting fucked multiple ways when you buy a car oh it takes uh i forget who told me this but it takes three years before you even start paying towards the car that's the first three years it's like all interest and all that bullshit it's like that's fucking crazy isn't that crazy you don't even start paying off the car till like three years in I told I told my girl I was like I'm going to pay full cash for a car and it's going to like be a big chunk that I'm going to have to take out but I just I can't like it's worth it in the long run like it's so worth it to just lay the 40 grand up front whatever you can do to end not up paying 55 whatever this is like the best advice I was ever told if well two things if you can't say you're looking at a car or I guess this doesn't really apply to a house, but maybe it does. You're looking at a car. If you can't comfortably buy two of anything, you shouldn't buy it. If, you, if you're if you like barely able to afford something like a car and you go ahead and buy it, you shouldn't. If you can comfortably buy two of something, somebody told me that. And I'm like, yeah, that's like makes total sense. Also, whatever you can do to not like debt or like payments every month is such a burden 100 like, percent, man it, like whatever you can do to to have the least amount of payments per month do it if you, you don't you know the car i looked at the car i looked at this is talking if i didn't put any money down it would have been like a lot of money like per month per month and 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 i was sitting there i'm like but how can i justify that like obviously i'd put money down on it or I'd pay cash for it, but you know, for somebody that goes to buy something and you're paying like a ridiculous amount of money per month, it's just not worth it. Agreed. It's like if you can't 
pay that monthly payment like three times over like if your monthly payment would have been like 500 bucks which is pretty common nowadays just for a car payment if you can't pay 1500 comfortably yep. like shouldn't be fucking with it if you can't buy the car that you're looking to buy twice you shouldn't be looking at it like all that kind of stuff like the same with like watches same with you know if you're looking at like buying just like some random shit like that you want to buy if you can't buy that twice like why the fuck are you buying it Yep. just doesn't make sense i know people who like finance like tvs and stuff and i'm like why the fuck would you ever buy a tv that you have to finance yeah if you can't buy it then don't fucking buy like don't buy it yeah walk away from the damn tv it's gonna be okay or dude what what gets me is um people will spend all kinds of money on jewelry like just yeah. to take a picture just to be like hey look i have this but like for what nobody looks at that nobody looks at whatever you post that piece of jewelry you own and they're like for days just thinking god damn it like i want to be him they look at it yeah, for no 10 seconds they're like oh that's cool okay and they no forget about like, it wow look at how rich this man is yeah. on the street everyone is just like walking by you like you're thinking about yourself more than anyone else is thinking about you that's the thing that people got to realize is like Whatever you're wearing, whatever you're like, your jewelry you got on, you got like, if you have like the dopest fucking platinum big ass chain on or whatever it's going to be, diamond encrusted, I don't even know the words I'm saying, if those are the things, but if you got that, like everyone's going to probably notice it and then just keep walking and forget about it within four seconds. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. That's all no, it is. Nobody like, or like, I couldn't tell a Rolex from a fucking G-Shock. Like, I genuinely couldn't. I see a Rolex. If I even see somebody wearing a watch, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I can't tell. It could be a Timex. Like, it could be, like, a $20 watch. I have no idea. Yeah. So. I know the crazy thing is, is some of these things are, like, good investments. Like, I know, like, chains and stuff can actually be good investments. It's just everyone who buys them usually is not buy- buying them for investment purposes. Like, no. I know Rolex is have gone up like 15 or 20% in the past few years. Mm-hmm. But like everyone who's buying them is buying them to like be like, yo, check out my fucking drink I got and like Rolex. Yep. Yeah. You know, they're not actually investing in it. Yeah, I don't know. That's such a I'm sure people feel differently, but uh it's so hard for me to to spend money on anything. I don't spend a whole lot at all. I honestly spend more money like living life like just like Life, buying like, groceries, like fucking going places, doing fun stuff. Yeah. Rather than I spend on like anything, which is weird, but Yeah, I can't I just if anybody knows me, like I cannot I don't know. I just can't I I'll I'll look at some, I'll be like, Oh man, I want that and then I'll think a minute later, but do I need it? And I always say nope and then just never buy it. Yeah. Do you see you see Netflix this week? Yeah, dude, I remember you texted I remember you texted us that you were taking puts into earnings. Yeah. And uh how'd those do? Like I had so I had only two puts. They were like I think they were like seven hundred bucks each. Um because I was using we're gonna talk about this a lot this episode, but I was using some it was like a lotto size. It was like made up of my profit from the week. But it was six hundred bucks, six fifty in one of my accounts, and six hundred in another account. And one of them went seven hundred percent, and the other one went eight fifty. 
And I sold them right at the opening bell. If I would have held them 30 minutes longer, they were at 13 and 1400%. But I was cool selling them both right at the bell for that crazy, crazy price. But um, yeah, man, I was, I was just kind of thinking about Netflix and I was like, I haven't seen much good um, social media presence. Everyone's kind of been dogging on Netflix. There are shows that they're putting out, their original, their original stuff they're putting out. Um, they got rid of a lot of good shows in the past like year or two. They're, they got rid of like all of their like main shows, like The Office. I'm pretty sure Friends is gone too, I think. I'm not sure, but they got rid of the ones that like everyone comes back for and watches like 20 times over in their lifetime. And then they pulled out of Russia, which I mean, good on them for pulling out of Russia, but that's going to hurt a little bit. They raised their prices, HBO, Hulu, um, Paramount have all been coming out and like getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I keep seeing people like, go watch this like Hulu show. This Hulu show is awesome. Or this HBO show is amazing. I don't see that for Netflix. Like I haven't seen that in a while. Netflix was the big craze within the past like 10 years. It's been crazy. And I didn't see that within the past like year. So yeah, I took puts just based on all that. And they were lotto size. So if I lost, you know, hundred percent of the position, I wouldn't have been all that mad. Um, and then fucking crack down. It was a, it was a Clifford boner to the, yeah. uh, to the downside. And now everyone's talking is Netflix going to be the new blockbuster where, you know, they've done so well and they've been the thing. And then the new thing comes out which we probably haven't even seen the new thing. And then Netflix is just like something of the past. And then it slowly just dies. Um, What do you think about that? I think their biggest problem, honestly, is the fact that you can just share your account. Password sharing. Like, there was one time where me and all my friends used the same password. That's like 10 people. Mm -hmm. So like they, I don't know why, or how, but they need to like crack down on that shit. Also, I figure, I figure they'll do some two-factor authentication or some s- like yeah. shit like that. Also, HBO Max is way better. You can get you like that Batman movie that just came out is now on HBO Max. Like it was just in the movie theater, so like they're getting movies, like movies that are in the theater right away. Um, they're doing series like Game of Thrones and all those really good series are through HBO and Netflix, the pricing just continues to go up and for what? Like they're for, for their pricing, they're not keeping up with new stuff. So, uh, the quality has gone down and the price has gone up. Yep. Like Netflix I would say like five years ago, Netflix was like a staple. Like it was like the the single streaming. Yeah, exactly. Everybody had it. And then now it's like people are talking talking other stuff. Yeah. Um I would probably say I don't think it's gonna be the new blockbuster, but they need to definitely make some some business changes. They definitely need to fucking keep their good shows on there and keep making seasons of them they keep like denying good shows of new seasons which 
I'm not sure why they're doing that. I'm not sure why they keep raising their prices. I'm pretty sure you can get Hulu package for $5.99 and then the other one for like $9.99. That's what they should do. They need to have multiple packages of like one with ads, one without ads. They just, yeah. they've, so far, they've just been fucking floundering. Yeah, um, HBO's not, ex- I think HBO's like 12 bucks maybe. So I was, I saw that they got the new Batman. And I was honestly going to like actually get it today because I was like, I want to watch this new Batman yeah. super bad. Yeah. They, um, also I've watched game of Thrones through like four times. It's so good. Dude. Man. It's so good. It's, it, it might be the goat TV show. I think it is. I think it, I don't, what else would compete with it? I was thinking maybe breaking bad, but breaking bad <sighs> kind of fucked it up at the end. Yeah, also Breaking Bad. When did the la- when was the last season of Breaking Bad? Like a a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like maybe like 2012 maybe. Cuz like the last season of Game of Thrones was like 2019. Yeah. So like their progress like the animation and all that shit was far and away the the like quality was far and away better than like the way it was yeah. shot, the cinematography. Like I'm big into that kind of stuff. Like the cinematography in Game of Thrones was crazy. Yeah, I think Game of Thrones definitely has it from a cinematography. I think from like a pure acting, Breaking Bad probably has it. Just because Breaking Bad, like the showrunners, the main the main dudes were like impeccable. But Game of Thrones also didn't give that many opportunities for like pure acting performances. They were more like like combination of action and like all that kind of stuff breaking bad was all like drama like it was all like rooted in how the actors performed who's who'd you hate more though skyler or joffrey joffrey i think bro i've never hated anybody more than skyler and breaking bad ever dude you gotta think about it from her perspective though i don't i hated skyler too but like from her perspective bro like her husband is just like ruining their life. Like he yeah. kind of is. Yeah, I also she hate... was a mega bitch, bro. She was oh, bad. I also hated uh, what's her face from Ozark. Oh, the uh, mom. What's her name? Marty and oh, that's gonna kill me. It's not Wendy, is it? Wendy, Wendy, yeah. Wendy. I did not like Wendy, dude. The first like two seasons, Wendy was the worst. I haven't I haven't watched season four of Ozark yet. I completely forgot. I think season four part two just came out. Cause I was that's actually a show that's in like the top my top ten Ozark's shows too. So good, yeah. I because uh, I was gonna watch it all with my girlfriend starting at season one before season four came out, and then season four came out and we just never got there and yeah. she didn't like it as much, so we just stopped watching it. So I didn't I actually completely forgot about season four. Did you do you watch scary stuff? the core yeah i do um what's that oh did you ever watch midnight mass Mm-hmm. you watch midnight mass i love that dude that was such a good show on netflix i loved that i loved all of those in that series because that's the same one with uh blind Manor house right hill house yep. it's the same director yeah those are fucking amazing those are shot so well oh dude i love um i love anything horror like that's my show. I love serial killer documentaries, bro. Mm-hmm. John Wayne Gacy one just came out on Netflix. I uh, started episode one last night. 
fell asleep. I'm gonna finish it tonight. You watched like um, like the Night Stalker. I'm assuming and all those. That ones. was a good one. Night I like the Night Ted, Stalker. Ted Bundy was good. Yep. Yeah, those are really good. Dude, you'll have to watch the Gacy one. His is like a little like it's like weirder than the rest of them. The rest of them they're just like psychopaths killing people. Like Bundy, psychopath killing people. Night Stalker was just more pure, just like psychopath. Yeah. Gacy is like different. He's like more of like a calculated predator. It's really weird. I got like I got like immensely uncomfortable watching it. Um, cause he was like his voice was so like it was like his voice was like like he was being so genuine when he was talking about like, yeah, I didn't do anything wrong. Like he was saying these things and it sounded so real, but then you have to remember that that's like his entire game is like sounding oh, so like it was, it was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I also dude, recently I watched, um, it's a show with Ben Affleck. It's a movie actually, um, on Hulu deep water. Um, and that made me feel so fucking uncomfortable. I've never felt so uncomfortable in my entire life. About? I think, um actually i got two to talk about so this this deep water one is let me find deep um, water the name of the other one it's called deep water it's ben affleck i actually don't even recommend it as a movie it's not even that good but like it's about this guy who he's like a really boring guy mm-hmm. but he's married to like this like italian lady and she is like a serial cheater and he's just like cool with it but then he ends up murdering the people that she cheats with like every time he just keeps killing them like she'll start cheating and he kills them every single time from the beginning of the show and it literally just goes through what they're like their entire life and it like made me so uncomfortable because their relationship is like so like just like toxic and bad that it was like hard to watch it was genuinely hard to watch like he was just like hurting so bad inside that he would just go and fucking murder these dudes it was crazy um let me find the other one this other one so when i said that deep water made me um the most uncomfortable i've ever been in my entire life i had forgotten about this movie just a second i think it's called brick by brick um no here it is the house that jack built it's on hulu what's it about that i couldn't finish it because i was so uncomfortable um so it's it goes through this serial killer's life like as he kills people but it's like so graphically like beautiful like it's like beautifully shot it's like it makes you want to like be like wow this is a good movie but then he's like such a psychopath that it's it's terrifying so he's like an architect and he basically like is building houses but he's also killing people during this time in his life. Um, and it like shows you all this stuff. It's really well shot, but it made me the, I couldn't even finish. I watched an hour of it and I shut it off because it was like 10 PM and I was like, I'm going to have nightmares and I'm a grown fucking man. And I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be like waking up sweating tonight. If I continue watching this, it was just really uncomfortable. Let me see what it says about it. Um, I never even heard of that movie. Yeah. So it's, it says that this guy is known the the director is known for his intense art films um which which that's exactly what it was he like so it's basically this it's like shows how this guy becomes the serial killer he like slowly like the first things he does are like really small and then he slowly just like continues and continues and continues and it it's just yeah 
so fucking Sounds scary. Good. So realistically scary. Oh, dude, that that movie, com- that Northman movie comes out tomorrow that I told you about. Remember? Is it in theaters? Yeah, for one day. Then where's it going to go? I don't know. It's only in theaters for one day. What? Yeah, bro. I'm not about to go. I was. I wanted to go see it, but What's like it called again, the Northman. The Northman. I'm not gonna. Let me see if go the place s- next to me has any. It's gonna be packed, dude. You think I don't want to be in a theater with a full theater of ever? Dude, there's only two showings. Yeah, that's it. It's it. One day, and then it's gone. What? Yeah, I have no idea. It looks so badass, though. Oh my god, it looks so good. It says it's on. It's a prince being on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered. Two decades later, he's a Viking on a mission to save his mother and avenge his father. That's fucking. It's like badass. they, bro. It got like one of the best ratings on Rotten Tomatoes ever in the ninety percent. Yeah. Like, and you're telling me it's going to be in theaters for one day? It's got to be coming to like HBO Max right after that or something. I looked. It's like Paramount. Oh, I actually like Paramount. I've never, I've never used it. It's like four ninety nine a month or something like that. What is Pretty it cheap. like? Movies or shows or both? It's both, and they also have like they have a lot of reality TV, so you can watch like all of the like survivors right after they come out, all that kind of stuff. We initially got it because um, my girlfriend's family watches uh, what's that show? Big Brother. They watch Big Brother every year, um, and we initially got it for that, mm-hmm. but then they actually had some pretty good shit on there. I can't believe it. Like, why one day? I did that. Whatever. Yeah, I, dude, I don't fucking know. Um, I got, I got two stocks. We got to talk about here. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna actually just, actually, it's only one, and I'll let you talk about if you have any like top watches for the rest of the week or next week. But then we're gonna do, we're gonna do kind of a bigger Netflix spotlight. Um. Because I feel like that's a big name we need to talk about, considering the the uh, the discount it's at right now. But the one I want to talk about for this just like recent plays, recent watches type of type of area is AXSM. Um, if you look at AXSM on their their daily chart, they actually had a really nice move earlier this week, where they gapped up from uh, right about thirty five bucks mm-hmm. to like forty one um, due to some news about their FDA. Uh, meetings and I actually really like AXSM as a swing into Padufa, P Padufa. I don't know how people say it, but I know Tim O'Connell's on it as well. He's someone that I really trust to do due diligence. He's one of the only people on FinTwit that I actually will like look at their due diligence and like think it's, I guess, sufficient. That's yeah. the right word, like sufficient. Um, but they have a Padufa and I think that they're probably going to get approved, but that's the main swing I have right now. Um, I sold most of it, and I'm probably going to add some more back below 40 just for this swing into uh, the data. But I'll most likely sell probably you know all but one fourth before mm-hmm. the actual data comes out because I don't want to get stuck in something bad. Yeah. Um, you have any recent recent plays or anything like large cap wise that you're really really watching close for the next few weeks? Um. Yeah, and it's been the same one for a while, AMD. It's just out in the middle of nowhere now. Like, quite literally, in the middle of nowhere, there's nothing stopping it but psych levels. So I'll ride... I've been riding this train for a while. Um, What else outside of that? 
Um, I've been shorting AMD a lot after that crazy run it was on, but honestly, there's so many charts that just continuously are making new 52-week lows every single day. Um, yeah. Like, if you look at Roblox, Roblox is just, again, in the middle of nowhere. Um, SoFi in the middle of nowhere, DraftKings, Lucid. There's so many different things and a firm that are very easy shorts. Essentially, you're looking for new 52-week lows. Um, but AMD has been printing money for me for a while. Like, AMD's been in a downtrend since November. So yeah. People forget that this thing a year ago was like 75 bucks. Yeah, or Roblox was mm -hmm. 150, <laughs> and That's... now it's 30. <laughs> so crazy. There's going to be, like, the time is going to come to go long on a lot of these things, like swing-wise, long-term-wise, and there's going to be an absolute fuck load of money to be made. It's just not right now, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not It's just yet. hard it's just to know what, hold out. what fair value is for something like Roblox. Like, exactly. because it's not worth $140, and do I think it's worth $30? I mean, probably not, but... It's just hard to tell, because it's like, if you go look at... Let me just pull up Roblox. It's like with SoFi, too. I loved yeah. SoFi. Did I think SoFi would come down to $6? Probably not. SoFi is fucking... I love SoFi, dude. Long term, I actually like that thing a lot. I just... I mean, yeah. I don't have a position, because I can't, but... yeah. Dude, because here's the thing about Roblox. Is they're bleeding half a billion dollars. I don't understand. Due to what? They're, they're bleeding like that, which, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, what are you bleeding from that much? Like, it just must be. And then their debt to equity ratio is 1.69. That is really fucking bad. Like, you know how many little kids play that game that use their mom's credit card to buy in-game stuff? Like, how is that what is like i don't get it yep insiders in the last three months have sold 75 percent of their shares man that's looking nasty for roblox that's looking like really fucking bad yeah i it, it, that's crazy the, these plays though are, are i don't want to say easy because nothing's easy but they're extremely low risk if you're taking something that continuously is making new a new 52 week low you you're basically going off intraday levels because there's nothing else to go off of yeah exactly dude here's here's a name i was i was talking about like last week um fsrd so this thing was like a spac it was 10 bucks um into feb february i think but i mean you know spacs have been just getting murdered lately it's a dollar right now and institutions have added i think they doubled their position in the past three months um that's one of those names where it's like the risk is so low it's making 52 week lows every single you know few days but it's like soon enough that risk will get so low that it's almost like at some point, you have to add. If the big money's adding and it's just like continually making lows, it's like as soon like eventually when it gets flattened out, like Incredible Bob talks those those frying pan bottoms, um, it's worth it in the end. But right now, I mean, there's just there's so much downside to be had for spy. It's like questionable as to when any of that shit is going to be able to re like 
actually reverse because we don't know we don't know if spy you know drops to 420 next week everything could be down 10 percent more I see than it is right now 20 percent more yes he has 140k volume <laughs> uh, you know what else is a good one clove i fucking hate that company dude. i remember somebody told me that they said hey have you ever played clove i said no i hate that stock um i don't know when this, to fight you i don't yeah i don't know this was like 20 this was like last year sometime maybe i don't know spring summer and somebody was like like you should play this like this is the next big thing when like it had all that hype around it and it was it was like at 20 some dollars i said dude like i you know it's just not something i i want to play and now it's at he's like oh but dude like you're gonna miss it it's the next big thing it's it's at two bucks like (laughs) look at the fundamentals on clove man this thing's market cap so you know we were just talking roblox burns half a billion dollars yeah clove burns more than roblox yeah roblox is a fucking massive company clove is not a massive company that's so crazy strong yeah it says uh analyst reading strong sell (laughs) yeah you don't say institutions are dumping yeah, I, it's it's so bad. We were gonna talk. Um, well, I was gonna talk a shitload about earnings lottos because I feel like I've seen that kind of be the thing on Twitter this week. Um, I've yeah. seen. I don't know the name. Is it someone named like Starboy or something? Some some guy I've never heard of go from like I don't know how many followers he had, but like now he has like a hundred k because he called Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know which ones he called, but he he made like a thousand percent on them, and a lot of his followers banked too, which is fucking awesome for him, the followers, everybody. But we got to talk about these lottos because these these are very very risky. I usually do a few earnings reports, lottos, probably uh, one to two a month, I'd say. Um, and I would say most of the time, I end up losing money. Like I would say probably half the time the stock moves the way I want, and I end up about even. And half the time. The stock moves the other way and I like, you know, lose usually somewhere around like 30% because I usually take um, a little more, a little more help via dates, via expiration, via premiums um, to make sure I don't lose a hundred percent, but you gotta use profit for these, man. Like, I think that's one of the biggest things is if you're not making enough money per month, per week to use your weekly profit in a lotto then you shouldn't be taking a lotto like your account needs to be to a size where you can use profit effectively on these lottos and if it's not then you have no business taking a lotto you still need to be building compounding that small account size until you get to a point where you have an extra 100 bucks to throw at a lotto or an extra you know 150 that's from the profit from the week to throw at a lotto um yeah the other thing i really really don't like is uh I think this kind of comes from Wall Street bets where people are like YOLO, blah, 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 YOLO, um, where they'll entire account earnings reports um, and end up, you know, you'll see this, this person's account goes like a thousand percent and they had five grand and now they have whatever that is, 50 grand. Um, and then everyone wants to chase and everyone is so 
so ready to be these earnings ninjas when it takes a lot of, of fundamental research to actually have an idea and get a real edge on yeah. lottos. Um, and the other part of it is a lot of times you can be right on your thesis and lose money because the market says, fuck you. The market yeah. says, fuck you, probably half of these, half of these earnings lottos, you're going to be right. And the stock's not going to move enough for your lotto to pay you hardly anything. Like I would say 30% of the time I'll be right. And then, you know, I was right. What was it? POW, P-O-W-W, they like 100% revenue increase more than analysts expected. And it moved like 1%. The the theta burn overnight took all of my profit and I yeah. ended even, even yeah. though it was like a nice 100% revenue gain more than what was expected. Um, yeah. So there's just a lot, a lot of, uh, of extenuating, I guess, factors for earnings lottos and you guys just need to be doing it via profit and realize that you need to be using enough money to where if you if you lose all of it you're not going to even like think twice about it like lose it and be like oh okay i'm still profitable in the week that sucks sorry next play um yeah. and they're really fun that's the issue is they're so fun to just like have like some money on something it's like betting it's literally just pretty much betting unless you have enough skill in the fundamental side to actually look at things, look at numbers, look at EPS from previous, look at analysts and see if they're overcorrecting, all that kind of stuff. Um, and if you don't, then it's just betting. So yeah. treat it as betting. Use such a small amount of money to where if you lose it all, it's not that big of a deal. Or dude, the worst too is like somebody will like somebody will see somebody make a shit ton of money on a lot and they're like, Oh damn. I didn't get in that. Like, how? Why would I? Why did I not get in that? I should have. Like, am I dumb? Like, uh, how did I not think to get in that? And then the next lotto, they're instantly in because yep. they have FOMO from the previous one. They literally don't even know what they're buying, and they get absolutely smoked. Like, you have to. Like, it's a lotto. You have to at least have a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to at least know why you're taking the lotto. Like, yeah, don't be the person who just takes it to take it. Yeah, like know what you're taking and why you're taking it and why you think it's going to move in that direction and like know that you could lose a good chunk of that. You just have to to know these things beforehand. And also, if you're trading with money, you can't afford to lose on a lotto. That, that's not going to work either. Like Either like you said, trade with profit or have a separate account. Like a lotto account. That's what I have. Yeah. I have a lotto account and then I have like only trading with profit in my actual account if I'm going to be doing yep. lottos. Um, I saw a guy on Twitter this week. He hit the Netflix puts and then he said on the phone with my insiders for Tesla. And apparently he then called Tesla $700 puts. And you guys saw how that went. They got smacked. Tesla was up like 10% after hours or something like that. And it's like you can't listen to people who don't give any reasoning with their their tweets and stuff. Like, I'm on the phone with my insider. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not on the phone with his insider because that would be illegal. And people don't do illegal shit. And also, who is stupid enough as an insider to talk to someone who's going to tweet, I'm talking to an insider? Or, dude. People aren't that stupid. 
Or the best is when somebody hits a lotto and they and I'm like, hey, dude, uh, you're gonna have to pay taxes. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you know, you you might want to file a fourth or third of that away. You might not want to blow all that because uh, you're gonna be really upset when you have to pay taxes at the end of the year. So, you if you roll through Wall Street bets um, in the past few weeks when taxes have been going up, it's all the people who made like crazy money from GameStop like we're talking like some people made like millions of dollars and owe like 800k on taxes but they blew it all mm, mm-hmm. and they're like talking they're like how do I get a loan for $600,000 to pay these taxes it's like you guys didn't realize in the first place like you should not be trading with millions of dollars if you didn't know you had to pay taxes you think on you just it. walk away with all that like uh no <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, what the actual fuck? Like, you, you gotta... won the lottery, you have to pay taxes. If you win the real lottery, you don't get all that money. Yeah, like... exactly. How do you how do you hold runners? Because I know usually you are the person that I know that holds like you know like a couple contracts or something for a couple hundred percent more than I do. Because I usually sell all of it. Um, so how do you go about holding those runners? Um. So I think it's just depending on the situation, like something like today, today, what's today, the 21st of April, um, I took SPY and AMD and today was like as clear of a trend day as we possibly could have gotten. It was like aggressive selling pretty much all day. So um, a day like today, let me pull the chart up. So a day like today, and then we were anal- kind of analyzing how it's like at such a key level. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what a little trick I like to use is I will use the 10 minute, 9 and 20 EMA. If I don't, so like today when I entered these, um, I entered these on the gap. So it gapped up overnight and then I played the gap. Well, not a single time today did it break above the 9 or the 20 on the 10 minute. So that's what I use. So like, you know, I'm obviously scaling at like 10, 15% and then continuing to scale and then I'll, I'll, I'll always hold some, but like, that's what for me is, is what I'll use. And like, I'm overnighting some because it really doesn't matter. I, I already made my money. You know, if we gap down through that zone tomorrow, which I think we're going to do great. I made another whatever. Um, cause they closed today, I think at like 500%, um, but no, I uh, I actually, I told you this the other day. I challenged myself like three weeks ago to see if I could get a thousand percent every week, and unfortunately, last week I didn't. But for like two, three weeks there, I I would I had gotten a thousand percent every week just using that, like just using my nine and twenty on the ten minute. Um, I don't think people understand how important those are. Like today, it tested the nine, spy did uh, 10 times, rejected mm-hmm. rejected it 10 times. I was just literally watching to see if we got confirmation above the tw- nine and the 20. And that's what I used to exit. So trend days like this are, I don't want to say easy. I hate saying the word easy, like when it comes to trading, but um, it it was because that's all I was watching for. And we didn't get mm-hmm. that. We didn't get that a single time. So um, 
I also don't want people to get like this full sense of like reality, like, oh, he's why is he trying to get a thousand percent every week? It's not like that. It's not like I'm taking a position, holding it full and being like, I'm not selling this till a thousand percent. It's yeah. I start scaling at ten percent. I'm only holding a couple contracts. So you guys you guys just have to understand that like it's just I'm willing to assume more risk, but it's not really risk because I already already made my money. Um, when the nice. chart tells me to exit something, I'll exit something. I won't even look at. I won't even look at my P and L. Like I'll I'll look at the percentage, but I'm not looking at, you know, how much money I've made or am down. I'm just looking at the chart, and that's basically it. And once you can, once you can do that, it just opens up opportunity to, you know hit big plays it's not like it's it's like calculated risk it's not me just being arrogant and thinking that i can just hold a full position for hundreds of percent yeah. but it's exactly can't be can't be holding full positions for big ass gains i know a lot of people talk about that on twitter like oh all you need is to you know know what you're gonna do at the at the opening bell and then have your spy thesis for the rest of the day like mm-hmm. calculated to me it's like why would you risk all of that why would you risk you know holding a full position for that long all day based on a thesis when you can get in and get out for you know 15 20 percent hold a few just like you're talking yeah for that thesis you gotta th- i think that's a much better risk reward you gotta think about it too like so say i'm all scaled out i'm holding a few contracts <clears throat> You know, say I'm up like 200%, okay? Most people be like, damn, like I'll I'll take 200%. If I'm watching that chart, watching that chart, say I'm in puts, I'm watching that chart and I get a break above the 9, the 20, those last contracts mm-hmm. I'm still getting almost 200%. Yeah. So like I'm taking whatever the chart's going to give me and the chart will tell me when to get out. So... I'm being very disciplined with it. It's, but again, I'm not trying to like encourage people do that, especially if if you're playing one contract of something, you bet your ass, you better be selling that at like 10%, like five, 10%, like sell it, take your money. And then for sure, this, this applies only to people that know, like are good with TA. They know what they're looking for. They're playing multiple contracts and scaling. This does not apply to that trader that's playing one contract of whatever <clears throat> you'd better you'd better get get your ass out of those yes. contracts as soon as you see the green yes at all times You're, all the time yeah i i actually talk so much about that to people in my discord like if you're one of the people who has a few contracts one two three contracts you'd better be taking that five percent half like half of five half at ten or half at five, a fourth at ten, a te- fourth at fifteen, or else it's going to be gone before you know it. Especially on options, yeah. things will things will come back, and you'll just be blown out of your money. And then you'll be like, "What the hell happened?" Well, what happened was is you didn't take profit. So take your fucking profit when it's there. Take it. Run away with it. Yeah, and and two. You guys need to be looking at a higher time frame. If you're, and and this is just me being honest. If you're trying to trade off a one minute chart. You you you, yeah. ca- you cannot 
strictly trade off a one minute. If you're trying to trade off a three minute or a five minute only, you cannot do that. I trade off the three, five, and ten. I'm before I take a position, I am immediately looking at the ten minute. If whether I enter off the three or five, I'm I need to know what the ten minute looks like. And then once I enter something, I'm watching the ten minute. Like if I'm entering something, say I'm entering puts, I'm watching the 10 minute. I need to know where my nine is because you may have a whole lot of shit going on in the three and five minute. You may have the three minute may break above the nine, but on that 10 minute time frame, it's still trapped under the nine and that higher time frame EMA means a whole hell of a lot more than a three minute. You get three plus minute candles within a 10 minute, so... A higher time frame is is how I'm riding contracts. I agree. I think I think people forget a lot of times that those higher time frames are are the bigger picture. Um, they're yeah. easier to see the trend that's going to come in the future than like a three minute, a two minute, a one minute. Those are kind of just like for momentary moves. Yep. You're basically playing inside of the ten minute candles. If you're playing a one minute setup, you're playing inside of a ten minute candle. Uh, same yep. with if you're playing a 10 minute you're playing inside of an hourly candle it's just how it works um i would say if you're not using the five or the 10 for a position that you're going to be holding for more than five minutes then you're doing something a little bit funky i'm not going to say wrong because i don't want to yeah. you know there's a some people will get all mad and stuff but you're doing something funky because for me that just doesn't make sense why i would be if i'm holding something for more than five of these one minute candles, why wouldn't I just use a higher time frame and actually find a setup that's probably going to develop more yeah. likely and more percent of the time than something on a one minute, which those one minute candles can knife. You know, the the setups aren't as reliable on a one minute. There's not as much volume per candle. It just continually goes up. You know, 10 minute, you're getting way more volume per candle than a five minute, five minute, you know, one minute, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I agree. Ten minute candle, use ten minutes. Uh, use I use I use hourly quite a bit for mm-hmm. for key levels too. I'll use hourly for key levels. Yeah. Um, ten minute is a good it's a good way to look at candlestick patterns. Five minute as well. All of those are pretty good. Um, yeah, just the one minute you'll get shaken out pretty easy, and you also can't really tell the bigger picture like we were saying. Yeah. Be- I'll, what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say quickly, like I'll have, I have people that reach out to me and they're like, like they'll take the same trade I took like this morning on AMD. We, we took AMD and I said on, I said on stream, like it looked really good on the three minute. We had a really nice curl. We had set a higher low and I'm like, guys, you know, this looks good on the three. Let's check the 10. We checked the 10. It's still under the, it's still under the nine and the 10. I said, before this may just be a micro move and we have to treat it as a micro move against this downtrend until this nine on the tens broken it got stuffed extremely hard at the nine and then we broke it we pull back and break through right right at demand where we were so that three minute looked great but it didn't matter like Mm -hmm. unless you were scalping that micro move it literally meant nothing because as soon as we got stuffed at the nine, it pushed us under demand. And that was just an example today. Like you have to use a higher time frame. Yeah, if you're if you're playing on a one minute or a three minute, use it yeah. as a one or three minute setup. Like 
like treat it that way, treat it like it's a one minute setup. And when you're in a one minute setup, you know that the breakout is going to be a couple candles most likely. Yep. Um, so you got to be out within a few minutes. If you're in a three minute, you know that it's going to be a few candles, be out within those few candles, which will probably be nine, 10 minutes, Yep. Um, five minute, you know, treat it within a few candles, 10 minute, you get 20, 30 minutes. That's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to manage that way. Yeah. All right, we got bullish versus bullshits. Um, we're going to save Netflix for our stock spotlight, but bullish versus bullshits. First one we're going to talk about is Tesla. Uh, they just beat earnings. It was actually a pretty solid beat for Tesla. Um, yeah, usually I, they're pretty close, but usually they beat. But it was really good this was, time. Yeah, I was going to say it was really good. But regardless, they got stuffed big time today via, via the markets. Um, what is that? They they opened at ten seventy four and closed at ten oh nine. So yeah, big ass stuff for them. How are you feeling uh, about Tesla via the chart here? Um, the chart. Let me pull it up. I'll go first. Yeah, since you can I just go. I just collected my thoughts. Um, it looks like they got stuffed mega on that that top trend line um from november 4th top january 3rd top and then april 4th top um they got stuffed big time big time april 4th and so i think they need more downside here i really do i think i think they probably head under a thousand and head down to about 900 and then maybe we'll we'll talk again at that point um but yeah i think it's bullshit here i think i think it's it's topping in that channel. It needs to touch the bottom of the channel before we see any sort of any sort of reversal. It's a yeah. The chart's weird. Um, you have a lot of room down to the fifty, which is under a thousand, like nine thirty. You have two yeah. hundreds under that, which are under nine hundred. Um, obviously, nine hundreds a thousand nine hundred. They're both big time psych levels. Um, but this chart's strange to me uh yeah it got it got, got stuffed at trend you know maybe we get a 50 touch maybe we get 200s touch um if a 1900 fail um I, it's hard for me to i don't know it's hard for me to feel here or there about this um in terms of bullish or bearish i think two scenarios i see if you break trend it's off like to the races um if you break the 200 it's off to the races in the other direction like i said that those 200s are right under 900 <clears throat> um but who knows it's always good for the market when tesla's doing well so you know if it shits the bed that's not great tesla can pull the market by itself so i'm kind of neutral at the moment yeah i would say for me, a big a big factor is how it reacted to earnings, like you know, running up so much, but then getting stuffed so hard. Which I know, part of it is the market, but also you'd think that um, such a big day after earnings for Tesla, you think they could they could do something, um, but they were unable to. And also, just with them getting rejected at that trend line, I think I would say um, we're at least going to break a thousand. Um, if we if we break 900, I'd be surprised. I would kind of say 900 would kind of be like the pivot area that I would expect possible reversal. Yeah. 
considering there's some consolidation there from uh, from January and February, and also the the EMAs are kind of lining up there. 930, like you said, is a 50, and then I have 896 is the 200. So like 900 $900 could be a good spot um, for some sort of reversal point on Tesla. But right now I'm bullish or bearish. Sorry. Yeah, I'm a little neutral. The last bullish versus bullshit. We only got two today. Is not technically a stock, but it's gold and silver. So it's GLD, and then I think it's SVR. Um, I'll go first on this one too. I'm actually bullish on both of them, um, which is which is pretty evident of my my Gato and GPL swings. But I think they're both still still primed for a bit of a breakout here. I'm just looking at gold here, GLD. Um, I really like this chart via via the weekly. If you go go to the one week chart, uh, there was a nice pennant that broke out. It broke out on February seventh, and since then we've been trending to the upside. There was a big stuff um, right about I think it was like one ninety three. It got stuffed, but it's also been just making higher lows on the on the um, the weekly since then. And I think it's going to continue making higher lows. And I think it's just going to kind of trend upwards via, via spy trending downwards here, because there's kind of an inverse correlation between, between gold, silver versus spy. And so I think personally, uh, which is, this is a personal opinion. A lot of people might differ. I think spy is probably going to need some downside here. And so I'm feeling confident that gold, silver, precious metals, uh, commodities, will at least have a bit of upside for the next few months don't don't quote me there but that's my thoughts so i'm gonna say bullish on gold and silver yeah i'm bullish as well not only do i like the chart but i was talking to connor and he was telling we were talking about gold and silver and uh um how you know that's the move and i don't really respect anyone's opinion more than Connor's. Like he's a genius. If anybody knows Connor Poliferone, I think I'm pronouncing that right. He uh, he's the boiler room on YouTube. The guy is a genius, and um, he was talking about gold and silver being the move. Um, and not only that, but the chart does look really good. So I'm definitely bullish, bullish on that on gold and silver. Yeah. I like their charts. Um, also, We're going to get him on the podcast here soon. Yeah, I would love that. Also, the VIX chart looks good, which means that means not good for everything else. Let me go look at that. Are we talking daily? Yeah, it respected trend there like the 5th of April. Well, yeah, it does. So, Oh, dude, it looks oh, it looks kind of like really good. Yeah, which is not. It has a lot of upside. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it tested it tested that bottom trend line hardcore and bounced big time. Oh yeah. It's above the nine here. Dude, it could if it makes a higher high here, we'd be fucked. If we're above like twenty five seven, that's bad news. Imagine if this thing goes to like forty bucks. Yeah, bro. That means spy like four hundred. Dude. And the Bollinger bands are getting so tight on VIX. It's mm-hmm. Look at every single time the Bollinger Bands have gotten tight. That was back in November 16th. The Bollinger Bands were really tight. And then the thing ran to 35 bucks. The Bollinger Bands were really tight January 14th. And then VIX ran to 38. 
Yeah, VIX like, is VIX is key for me with, with my trading. I'm always watching VIX at all times. It is. It's ready for a move. That's scary. I didn't even. I haven't looked at VIX daily in quite mm-hmm. a while. Probably a week or two. Yeah, I look at it every night. I look at the uh, like the five minute and an hourly a lot, but I've never looked at the mm-hmm. daily recently. Um, okay, last little last little stock stuff. Uh, we're gonna do spotlights. We're gonna talk about three names. Um, the big one we're gonna do first, which is Netflix. Um, we've talked Netflix a bit earlier, but we're gonna talk deeper as in um you know indicators intrinsic value type stuff uh ownership what kind of stuff what kind of stuff we could be looking at for whether or not it's a good buy right now versus you know the 700 dollars it was when was that was that back in november november it was 700 freaking dollars and right now it's 200 dollars. this is the lowest it's been in four years that's so crazy. Yeah. That is fucking nuts. So if I'm looking, so I'm just on Finviz here. So anyone can do this. Anyone who wants to, uh, you know, go look at Finviz and, and do these these uh, deeper dives, you can go do this yourself. But I'm going to roll through some stuff. Income-wise, they're sitting at $5 billion in income with a market cap of $100 billion. They have $13 cash per share, which is pretty solid, actually, considering they have, you know, 400 and some million shares. So that's pretty solid cash size. Um, I could see them doing something with that, to be honest, considering their their price is so low right now. I could see them using some sort of that cash to whether it's um, buy something, make an offer on something, get into a different space. So that's something that we need to consider is Netflix possibly getting into a new space or you know technological advancements buying vr um, new series dude vr would be pretty dope not gonna lie mm-hmm. um so that sits them at a pe ratio of 20.44 that's still above the average but we know that tech usually runs a bit high the average is i think 16 so it sitting at 20 is not all that crazy um Debt to equity ratio is 0.97. Isn't good, but they have a lot of cash. They have a lot of income. So I'm not really concerned about their debt to equity ratio. Uh, Insiders own 1.5%. Not a whole lot, um, but they have been increasing their share. The past three months, they've added 0.3%, which is still pretty small, but they're still increasing. So can't be mad. Institutions own 82%, which I think I saw that like the state of California lost like was it billions or 400 million? Maybe. I don't know how much money they lost, but the state of California. So like the state owned Netflix shares for people's retirement plans and they got absolutely obliterated. It was bad. It was really fucking bad. Um, I also know a lot of really smart people were long Netflix since that last earnings. Um, some last things we got here. Technically, we got the RSI sitting at 19, which is that's pretty crazy, bro. Um, what else do we got? Performance half of a year. So, performance for the past six months has been minus 65%. Damn, that's brutal. That is that's really brutal. 
Um, ATR twenty two dollars. Um, volatility this week is seven percent. Volatility this month is four point four percent. Shares outstanding. We got four hundred and forty three million. So I guess for me, um, this really comes down to if you believe Netflix can keep up with the times. If you think Netflix has it in them to maybe do something with that cash they have, acquire, you know, a big TV show, acquire another company that could get them into another space. But personally, I think Netflix is too big of a company um, for this to fuck them long term. I think they're going to do whatever it takes to move around. There's such a household name that I think they can navigate these waters. Yeah. Um, so within the next like month or two, I'm probably going to go long in my IRA. And then I'll just I'll have like half a position. And then I will uh, probably smack another half a position if they go lower. It's just it's just one of those long term holds that I can't I can't deny considering the uh, the 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 dis- discount it's at right now. What do you think? Here's here's something that I've thought about before. Like I can break it down technically, but there's nothing to break down technically. It's the lowest it's been in four years. It's gapped down aggressively the last how many days. So technically, you have to see where this ends up and consolidates. But um, something I thought about is uh, like everybody knows movie theaters are dying. I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled something like kind of like how what HBO did where they're getting movies like right away. Um, or maybe they do some some sort of, you know, partnership with these big time movie companies where they stream their movies um, for a price. Like if you don't want to go to a theater, OK, you can go, you know, you can pay the, th- the cost to go to a theater through netflix watch the movie lot not live but like when it's released i always thought like somebody's going to do that like movie theaters are dying like that's just the reality of it with covid and and even before that with all these streaming services so i won't honestly be surprised if they pulled something like that like an on-demand type deal where you can pay a fee watch a movie or you know maybe you get movies on demand like hbo does where you get them right after they're out of theaters so but i like it long term but it i can't break this down technically because there's nothing to break down technically now it's a matter of you have to wait and see where this ends up yeah but long long term i they have to do something and they'll they'll figure something out i agree i saw i feel like go ahead well i was gonna say i already saw that they're they're in talks to lower the subscription cost and do some sort of like ad revenue to to That's compensate smart. for that. Yeah. That's really smart. I think um I've thought about this for a bit too. I feel like it'd be really smart for Netflix to like do something physical. Like right now they're all on the web. I think it'd be really smart for them to either, like you were saying, head into VR of some sort where you can like, you know, VR watch a, a show premiere and like feel like you're in a movie theater or do the fucking damn thing and open Netflix movie theaters where you give show you like watch show premieres like do all this stuff like you guys could make a lot of money with like the Ozark premiere like doing it at your theaters a week before you put it yeah. on your actual Netflix 
and anyone who has a Netflix subscription could get in for free or some shit like that. Like, do something like that. That would be super cool. Like, I would definitely go watch if they were to say, like, have, like, you know, something cool. Like, if it was the Ozark thing, like I was talking to Ozark, or, like, back in the day, The Walking Dead, when they would put the new Walking Dead seasons on there. Yeah. Um, If you were to have, like, that at a, at a, at a um, like, TV fucking theater i don't know you can't call it a movie theater anymore tv theater i think that'd be pretty cool but um they're obviously thinking that movie theaters are almost done for so that's probably why they're moving in the other direction so maybe they'll go vr maybe they'll do something like that um but i think long-term netflix is probably at a pretty solid point here i feel like they've they've gotten shit on since since november um now minus 65 percent glares at me i'm just looking at it it just glares at me uh, at some point, it, they're going to have to make a move. And when they make a move, this thing, the upside on this thing is pretty crazy. Considering, I mean, the sales that they have is $30 billion and their market cap is $100 billion right now. Like, that's a really, really good number yeah. uh, ratio yeah. for a big-ass tech company. Those, That's a lot of the ratios we see for these, like, penny stocks. Is like, one-third of their market cap is their sales number. So considering you can get Netflix at that right now, it's almost like you have to buy sometime within the next month or two before it gets above 250 again. Like you have to, it feels like. For me, at least, it feels like. I think too, it's like, it's not, so like the stuff, like the original series on Netflix are great and shot like incredibly well, like your Stranger Things and Ozark and whatever the hell else is on there. Like, they're all really well done, like, very well done. So it's not like they're lacking quality in that aspect, but the, like, removing the popular stuff, like, you can't keep, you know, losing these series to other streaming services, like, you can't, you can't allow that to happen. So they'll figure it out. They vastly underrated how much people will come back for the office friends how i met your mother like they wanted to create all this new stuff which is very cool i love their new stuff honestly i've watched a lot of it their original series like their harlan coben series i love those like all those kinds of stuff but they they completely forgot that like everyone when they can't find a show to watch and they're just like in between shows floating wants to just turn on the office or wants to just turn on friends and watch like random episodes or watch a season here or there before they can find another show like those are what kept people coming back to the office for so or netflix for so long and they got rid of like probably three quarters of them yeah that's that's the problem they uh then the the quality is always really good they have to just find out a way to lower subscription cost um obviously the russia shit hurt a lot of companies dude that's also something to think there's going to be a lot of companies reporting earnings that, you know, aren't going to be too hot with the Russia stuff. We're going to be seeing some bad stuff. Oh, yeah. For the next, probably, a that's why I was, yeah, that's what I was, did we talk about that on the podcast? I think I brought that up a while ago, like, the effects of this Russia, this Russia shit could be, like, I know Nike stopped selling to Russia. Gonna be that's going to be big. Dude, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to play these earnings, please. Yeah, to the downside. Anything oh, yeah. that like you can look for that cut Russia ties. McDonald's. Yeah, they shut down all their fucking mm-hmm. McDonald's in there. That you got to think that's, that's how many millions and millions and millions of people. Yeah. For real, for real. 
we're talking next up. We, we got the people's main event, the uh, the fan favorite, the Fintwit darling. Don't even say CEI. Oh motherfucker. CEI. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give, I'm gonna tell favorite. you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you guys what I can tell you about this one. Fundamental wise, there's really not that much um on finviz there's also not that much because it's it's i'm gonna say this quietly it's a shit penny stock they don't really give out that many numbers uh i'll go quick on this their market cap is 227 million which for a 91 cent stock 227 million is a pretty high market cap um their sales they have a ton of sales like it is like huge 0.27 million it's pretty fucking massive. You guys hear how big that number is? That's $270,000 in sales. For a $227 million company, that's that's a lot of sales. Yeah, that's... uh Substantial. I'm just kidding. I, I hope anyone who's new that's listening to this, I'm, I mean the exact opposite. I was trying to be sarcastic. Um, that puts their PS ratio uh, at 830. I'm just going to let that sink in for a minute. 830. That's, yeah, we, I don't even need to say anything about that. That's terrible. That's absolutely fucking terrible. Uh, their insider ownership is only 0.9%. Institutional ownership is 3%. So that means that together institutions and insiders only own 4.3% of the company. They have 250 million shares outstanding. Um, yeah, I think all I'm going to say about this is uh, if this thing doesn't have any meme runs, then it is they're going to have to offer again and they're going to tank the share price because they always offer. Oh, they always offer. It's coming. They haven't. Yeah, they have an S3 open this um, summer. They always fucking offer. They have 27.27 million in sales. Like, it's shitty. It's shitty. That's all I'm going to say is it's shitty. And I'm going to let you talk, and then we'll move on. But it's shitty. They'll run an offering. It'll turn into a gap play. People will then advertise it as a gap play. It'll gain a little traction again, and then that's it. And that's all it'll ever be. Um, This is kind of off topic, but not, dude. You want to know what? You know what the biggest tragedy in the market's been in the last year? The biggest... No, the biggest (laughs) tragedy... Yeah, that. But the biggest tragedy in the stock market this year, this past year, has been... (laughs) Has been Jan on November 8th. Let me go look. Look at... Okay, you're not going to be able to see it because of the way my chart is, but I have, like, the nastiest descending wedge on jan that on january on on november 8th rejected the top of it so hard and think about the opportunity if it would have done the opposite (laughs) if that motherfucker would have just broke out like it was supposed to right there instead of dude i can see it instead of getting rejected (laughs) that's bro that thing oh my gosh it got rejected so fucking hard. Bro, it got rejected so hard. Now it's $2. That was like, oh, man. Like, imagine 
just like Shaq against me 1v1 basketball that's what happened like I drove to the hoop and then Jan just got mm, yeah bro fucking smacked that's the biggest tragedy in the market in the last year I agree what could have been Dude, because look at all those bottoms in that same area. Oh, 590. We'd still be playing it. 590. Exactly. Me and you would still be fucking playing it. But now we can't play it because it's fucking downtrending. I can't believe that. We're going to find another one here soon. Dude, look yeah. how many times it just goes $6 oh. to like 650 6 to 650 6 to 650 6 to 650 So many times. Or that those occasional days where it'll just jump like double the price. percent Yep. And then there'd even be liquidity to sell on it. Like, like it wouldn't be like it would jump and we couldn't sell. It would literally jump and then we could sell. Like we could all oh, sell. We'd, sell. we'd sell and then we'd put our bid back down where we bought and it'd instantly yeah. get filled. We did that from like 8 to 9 and then we did that from 7 to 8 and then yeah. 6 to 7. Those it's were crazy. the days. It's absolutely crazy. All right. I don't want to talk about Snap. We have Snapchat on here. Um, on our list, I don't really want to talk about it. I think Snapchat's stupid. I have nothing good to talk about about Snapchat because the IV is always, yeah, ridiculous. Agreed. The last, the last thing on this entire episode I want to talk about is how scary the ocean is, man. Dude, I can't get over how scary. I just learned that the ocean, the like the light only goes down a thousand feet, and under that, it's completely black. Completely. It's like you're in the middle of the ocean. You're literally over like a thousand feet of light and then like like blue water. Ha, ha, ha. And then underneath that, it's just black for like thousands and thousands of feet to the bottom of the ocean. Think about what lives down there. Right? We don't know because nothing can go down there because of the pressure. There's there could be another like animals. world. There could be people down there. That's weird. Maybe dude. you go down, dude. Maybe you go down and then you just come out the other side and you start floating up. And it's a new There's and no you and you there. you go so far down you start coming up and you surface and it's a different world. It's just like an earth down there, but it's water, and then you so you come out to the other fucking side. Yeah, dude, you go you go down down it's down Atlantis, and then, bro. Yeah, and then you start coming up, you see light, and then you start coming up, and it's a a new world. That's so weird. Would you rather be burned alive or out stranded in the middle of the ocean? Um burned alive you think so i think so what do you think i don't know because if if at least if i'm out in the middle of the ocean i have a chance the thing about being out in the middle of the ocean that i learned because dude i had so i had a health teacher he was an absolute fucking g but he showed us like i'm surprised i'm alive or i survived something like you know those those tlc yeah tv shows like i survived he showed mm. us those like three times a week because he was retiring that year. He just didn't want to teach. Yeah. So we watched a bunch of those and there were like probably like 10 episodes of people stranded. The thing that I didn't know is you can get like so burned on cloudy days. If you're on the, if you're oh, in the yeah. water, because like it'll be completely cloudy, but like the water is literally just like a big ass, like fucking like the, everything is reflecting onto you. Like it's just continually reflecting onto you. And I learned that some people would get like, I don't know if it's first, second, or third degree burns, but they would get one of them just from being like in the, like stranded at the ocean for yeah. like two days. They would get such bad burns that their skin would like peel off. Like they would like literally their skin would fall off. Yeah. Dude, imagine. Plus a shark. 
What if you oh. saw a shark? Imagine being stranded where you just look in a complete 360 and it's just water. And you don't know what's under your feet. Ugh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You just don't know. Like, you're just flapping, like, going away with your feet and there's just whatever the hell is down underneath you. You could be a thousand miles away from the next person and you just wouldn't know. Oh, you yeah, you wouldn't know if you're right next to, like, land or not. Yeah, literally, you would not know any... Oh, my gosh, dude. The other thing, too, is is the other reason I'm so afraid of, of water is the fucking waves. Have you seen some tsunamis, man? Oh, um, like the big-ass waves, yeah. I went down a, a tsunami rabbit hole. I would say, when was that? A week or two ago, just watching tsunami videos on YouTube. I feel like I go down more rabbit holes than anyone I know. The tsunami rabbit hole. <laughs> I went down the tsunami rabbit hole, man. And let me tell you, it was a fucking hole. It was a fucking, like, it was the biggest wave I had ever seen in my entire life. Like, it was literally covering the entire screen at the beginning of one of these videos. I could not find the wave. And I was like, what, is it, what am I looking for? Like, what am I looking for? It was the full screen. Yeah. It was that tall. It was that tall. And then it just like broke these buildings off. And then these people, you saw these people running. They were like running away because they were like, fuck, it's a tsunami. And then you just see them get hit by the water. One of them flies up. Like it was literally like imagine Thanos' fist hitting. One flew up. Like four of them got caught underneath. Dude. And then they're just gone. Everything is just gone in its path. Because it's so heavy and so strong. It's the fucking ocean. That's so scary. Dude, That'll the ocean always tripped me out. I went kayaking once at Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. Like, we were pretty far out, like, with kayaks. And I'm just thinking, like, dude, like, you know, if I accidentally flip out of this, like, what the hell is going to happen? You're fucked. Yeah. You're fucked. I was, so I was with friends on, like, our senior little vacation Um, when I was in high school. We went to like utah and colorado um for our senior trip it was like me and like five of my buddies and we bought we rented those paddle boards and we were at um is it flaming gorge i think it's flaming gorge it's like a big like lake river thing and it just you know we like rented these paddle boards and it was a windy day and we didn't think it was that windy we got stranded like so far away and it was just a lake this wasn't even the ocean this was just a lake we got stranded so far away from where we like had parked our car and like the beach where people were because like in this place it's like a gorge around and so you can't like go up on shore Mm -hmm. so we got stranded so far away that it took one of my friends like four hours to get back like we like we all got back like two hours after we'd like started going back, but it was so windy and it was so like, there were like waves in this, in this lake because it was so windy. He got stranded so far away that it took him four hours to yeah, get dude. back. We ended up having to like pay extra. Cause like, they were like, you're supposed to have these back after like three hours. Cause we thought we were just going to go stand on these paddle boards, like fucking like go around a bit. And then like all of a sudden we're on the other side of the lake and it's a massive fucking lake. Yeah. And all of us are looking at each other like, dude, what is going on? We thought he was like, we didn't know if we were going to make it because then one end is a river. One end of this lake is a river. And if you get caught in the river, it's like a like a raging fucking river, like with a lake in the middle. It was it was so scary. And then that same trip, I got really, really 
crossed and I jumped off of the cliff that we were diving off of and I hit my head on a rock and it started Jesus, bleeding. Dude. Yeah, that was it was a scary trip, but nothing was scarier than being like on the opposite side of the lake. Yeah. And I can't imagine, dude, imagine being in the ocean and just like losing control of something. No. Fuck no, bro. You'd go insane. No. I seriously would. Imagine like washing up on an island where there's nobody. And just having to like live your last hours yep. on a fucking island by yourself, yeah. No thanks. I remember one of those, one of those I survived videos. The dude just like swam as far down as he could to kill himself, but then he ended up waking up floating in the top of the water again because he was like, "I'm just like I can't do this anymore." Because he at that point he'd gotten burned so bad that he had blisters all over his body. And he was just like, I'm done. So he like swam all the way down and just kept swimming until he had no oxygen left. Which, second of all, dude, that's the worst way to die too is drowning. Oh yeah, like you don't die like right away. Exactly, it takes a while. Yeah, you like so pass scary. it. Yeah. He tried that. He woke up, and then he was like, at that point, I'd realized like God had given me another chance, so I was gonna fight. Mm. And then he ended up surviving somehow, which is fucking crazy. That's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. But like, I can't imagine being stuck out there no. trying to kill myself and failing at killing myself <laughs> like, what, like what the hell and man? then living yeah for real and then having to like still be stranded in the middle of the ocean <laughs> yep. like fuck that didn't work <laughs> like that's like have you ever seen those stories about the dudes who like try to shoot themselves in the head i don't want to like trigger anybody or anything but like these dudes try to shoot themselves in the head and they miss they miss because of the kick of the gun Dude. they'll like they'll like shoot and it'll like it'll like the bullet will go through like barely through jesus and i'm like bro that's terrible like you'd like be like handicapped the rest of your life because you tried yeah. to shoot yourself in the head and missed yeah dude that's it's it's terrifying anyways no i don't way. know how we got to that but the ocean is scary <laughs> i don't know how we got that dark i don't either that's funny i just dude i could never i could never be in a submarine either that's the thing i think about like the navy soldiers who are in submarines yeah dude. something goes wrong yeah where are no. you going yeah the, the pressure like yeah. i'm pretty sure if like someone if something if they like hit a rock or a rock hits them or something bad it could like mess up the pressure in the cabin and then all of a sudden it, like the entire thing i'm pretty sure they've said the entire thing will just like be like this and then self-combust yeah yeah, it'll just like smash everybody. That's craziness. Or like a spaceship. Oh, dude, that's scary. You just start floating Bro. off. <laughs> Bro, I, I saw something. <laughs> if you jizz in space, you'll move backwards because of like the like <laughs> like it's a rocket. Yeah, like the like a rocket, bro. It'll literally push you backwards because of like how. Where do you even see how, that? Like, I I think it was on Reddit or something. It was like I just learned that if you jizz and if you like come in space, it'll push you backwards. And it told you like how far you'd go or like not how far but like how fast you'd go. And you'll just like keep going because there's no gravity. It'll just like keep sending you backwards. That's so funny. Christ. Dude, I wondered if you were like one of those dudes who could like do it like ten times in a row, if you could just keep getting faster oh, you're just, and faster. You just got a rocket booster on you. <laughs> You're just accelerating. You have a jetpack. <laughs> Maybe that's what we're meant to do: is go to space and then 
That's what that's what uh, maybe that is a, dicks are made for. It is a little rocket booster. It's <laughs> it's a fucking jetpack, but it's built in. It's a jetpack. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in. Yeah, if you made it to the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, you got a little tidbit about jizzing in space. Going so good, now where do we stand? The way you been moving, what is your plan? Baby, I'm confused. Is you gonna make me choose? It seems like we going through the motions.